Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of Shaking and Crying for today, April 6th, 2018. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Arya Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me wondering how long it's going to take before everyone is listening realizes I'm doing this naked. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you really? I am laying in my bed in a towel doing this. Okay, so you're wearing a towel at least. At least you're covered. Yeah. A little ish. bit. <laughs> I know I'm, laying, I'm laying on my stomach, uh-huh. so my front bits are covered, and then my towel is over my ass. Oh, my. So. Oh, my. This is, I don't know. There might be some uh, listeners out there that are uh, enjoying this description, but I'm just, Where's whatever. my phone? I'm going to take a selfie and then put it on the internet. No. <laughs> don't get us banned from Instagram. No, it, I mean, I'm covered. Okay. It's not like. Okay. Hold on. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Ha- oh, no, you can see my messy, my messy room. Never mind. Hashtag, this is how I podcast. <laughs> This is how I podcast. I'm feeling myself. Wow. No, I'm actually still wearing pants at home. It's kind of a miracle. What is wrong with you? I don't know. It's kind of cold. <laughs> like with all this like weather swinging going on because it was really kind of hot. And then uh, mm-hmm. it just started raining like within the past couple of days. So it got kind of cold. So the house hasn't really been having the heater running, you know, consistently. So it's kind of cold. So uh, I'm going to keep my pants on just this once. <laughs> Oh, how I'm very surprised. <laughs> so, did you see the the picture that I posted on our Instagram? Uh, which one? You post a lot the, on the Instagram. The one, the one of me and you when you're grabbing my tit. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that could have been several times, but yes, I did. I, I did. purposefully adjusted it because you're standing there without pants on, <laughs> and I purposefully adjusted it because I didn't want to get that text. Victoria, take that off the internet. <laughs> I could tell I wasn't wearing pants in the picture, but it was Rocky Horror, which that type of stuff is permissible. Like, you know, that's... I know, but I still didn't want to get the bitchy Rob text. No, I I appreciate that. I'm glad you know how I roll. (laughs) No, I've known you long enough, you bitch. At least least if you had put it up, I would have been like, eh, it was 10 years ago. I looked better then. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's that's the type of picture that you know if I was if I was actively on places like I don't, a Tinder or something I'd use I'd use pictures from then. Yeah, right. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use these ones when I look a lot thinner. Don't mind that my hair is like four shades darker than what it is now. <laughs> or heaven forbid, you're like uh, what's what's her what's her name that's gonna marry uh, Prince Harry? Where they ran that story, which like she's got a gray hair. Oh my god! How terrible. <laughs> Can you believe Prince Harry's about to marry this old bitch? Because that's clearly what they're trying to say by the fact she has a gray hair. That just means she's an old maid. I just know that I couldn't care less about it. I'm sorry. I thought winning the American Revolution meant we didn't have to give a fuck about British royalty. (laughs) I don't, you don't like the British royalty stuff? So I don't give a fuck. Once in a while, once in a while, I'm, I'm into the pageantry. They have no, they have no political power. They're, they're, they're just there for pomp and circumstance. It's, it's pageantry. That's all. It's like a nonstop pageant. It's like, it's like the Truman Show of pageants. It never ends. I know it's just, it's so stupid. I don't know. It's I, so stupid. See, I don't I don't know if it's like the age difference between you and I, but I definitely remember growing up when Princess Diana got married and like what a. Big... I remember growing up when Princess Diana died. Well, yeah, and that was that was tragic. That happened when I was in college. That was a tragedy. That was like, oh my god, like that was definitely one of those like where were you moments. And for the record, I was with my old roommate Billy, who you might remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fabulous, and we we both heard we were living together at the time. We both heard about it. it was. Yeah, shocking. What year did she die? 98? 97, 97. Damn, I was off by a year. So she <laughs> she died on the day that my dad and my stepmom got married. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can laugh. <laughs> it's just like one of life's. It was an omen. One of life's crazy ironies, right? Like my co-host on OLR, Loki, his 21st birthday was September 11th, 2001. So it's, yeah, right? It's just one of those like, ah, sometimes, sometimes life comes at you with, you know, strange coincidences. Sometimes you get a whammy. That's right. That's right. Sometimes, sometimes you stop on a whammy. 
Sometimes it's a zonk, you know. Do you like old game shows as much as I do? You know I like old game shows as much as you do. What are some of your faves? I love Match Game. I love the old Match Game. Do you know you can still see old Match Game on Twitch? Like, not to give these yeah, guys... Yeah, you, you, you talked about that when we talked about our our our, um, our episode where we mentioned um, Paul Lind. Okay, well, I, I was still watching it, like, 30 minutes before we did our show tonight. Which, by the way, is a special Friday edition. It is, because I have had a lot of shit to do this week, and I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. It's fine. We we had last week's show, and you got a lot of that out. I know. So, um, I obviously you have to deal with a lot of the like follow ups to some of those things you were going through last week. So it's understandable. yeah. The, fu- the funeral was on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is so u- usually around the time we do this show. Yeah. Um. But okay. So I have to share this. I posted it on Facebook, but I just think it's too funny, and everybody needs to know. Okay. Um. So as we were leaving the funeral home, we were going from the funeral home and we went to 7-Eleven to get snacks. And then we went back to my grandma's house. Well, um, I had my uncle Tom's family had sent a nice, really pretty bouquet of flowers. And it was I had it on my lap and my aunt was driving. And there's this guy that pulls up next to us and he's like flagging us down, like trying to get our attention. And we're like, what did something is like something hanging out the back of the window? Did Jennifer accidentally hit somebody? And like, she didn't notice. And then we roll the window down and he goes, oh, where'd you guys get those flowers? And I look at him and I was just like, dead ass was like our grandmother's funeral. And then we watched him die inside. And it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Because he was like. Like, you could see he went from, like, oh, my God, I'm going to ask him about these flowers to, oh, my fucking God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and that's kind of what you needed in that moment was yeah. to make someone feel and he like, was like. He just kind of was like, asshole. oh, um, well, uh, they're just they're just really pretty. Um, my condolences. And then he drove away. And then me and my aunt and my cousin just burst out laughing because it was the funniest fucking thing. And we knew Grandma Gloria was up there just laughing her ass off. Kind of like, okay, you guys are done crying about me. Now it's time to, for a laugh. Like that's definitely something that she sent to us. That's, so it was kind of, it was kind of cool. That's that's awesome. I like that. I like that. It was real funny. Um. Oh God, the drive-by stories. Have we told? Speaking of like drive-by stories, have we told the story on this show? I'm trying. No, to we haven't told that story on this show. Because <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with this. Because it's yes. one of my. Favorite that like I I I don't know if I've ever laughed this hard in my entire life, but it's it's also one of those you had to be there moments. Luckily, I know one of our listeners, Melody, was there that day. She was driving. She was. So this was a road trip, and we were going up to um, Tahoe, Tahoe, and it, it was me, you, Melody. It was the guy I was seeing at the time, which was the the ghosting guy, which we talked about in a previous episode. Who we'll just say he lives in the haunted mansion now. He's he's the haunted mansion resident because of the Disney Disney thing and the ghosting thing, right? So mm-hmm. um, haunted Don't mansion. Don't my favorite ride, bitch. Sorry, but hey, I'm not the one who did it. Uh, and uh, was it just us four, or was there somebody else? No, with Johnny us? was there. Oh, Johnny was Johnny was there. Mm-hmm. He was. That's right. Oh my god. Okay. So, so it was uh, my my roommate at the time. I guess this would have been that long ago, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we all went up to uh, Tahoe together, and we stopped uh, on our way out of town to use the loo or something, get gas. I don't know what it was. You know, gas up the car before we head up to Tahoe, which is only about a two hour drive up the hill from where uh, I live in Sacramento, California. Um, so we stopped to get gas or whatever, and there is uh, as we get back in the car and we're about to peel out. There's one of those like dancing pickles in the street. And you might ask yourself, why is there a dancing pickle in the street? Because we have a sandwich shop here called Mr. Pickles. And, and it's so fucking good. They're yeah, actually, they're not bad sandwiches. They didn't pay me to say that. Uh they're they they have this little pickle that will dance out in the street sometimes. I don't know if they do it do it anymore. I haven't seen a pickle in a long time. Because every time I saw a pickle, I thought of this story. So the pickle was dancing. I don't even remember what like possessed us to tell you to do this. But we were like, Victoria, you should totally flash the pickle. And you fucking did it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you pulled up your shirt and you yeah. showed the pickle your tatas. I did. I-, I was wearing a bra, so it wasn't like I was flashing it, blasting my nips. I wasn't blasting <laughs> my nips in the state capital. Um, it was but, a, it was a hot day in the valley, though. You should have freed him a little bit. But anyway. Yeah. So you but so you we fl- all burst out laughing and he gave me a thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> 
And I was like, I imagine it's like a 17-year-old boy dancing in that pickle costume, and it's probably the first boobies he's ever seen. Yeah. So. So definitely a you-had-to-be-there story, but it is a quintessential Rob and Victoria story. It is, but later in that trip was um, when – so we're finally, like, pulling into Tahoe – and I don't know, we were having a conversation. It's like a normal conversation or something. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden on I the radio. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. All of a sudden on the radio, that song comes on, right? Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Like, like, and so we're mid-conversation. And all of a sudden that song comes on. I wish you would step back from that ledge. And we all stop our conversation to sing along. <laughs> it's like a fucking episode of Glee in the car. Except we didn't all know the words. We only knew the chorus. Yeah, it was like, we could cut ties with all the lies. I would understand. <laughs> and, then the, and then the lyrics started and we're like, it's you insane. Something, something, something else. <laughs> but it just it made me laugh that like everybody in the car was on the same page. It was like when that song came on. Everybody had to stop and sing. Conversation stops and you burst out singing. So now every time I see it, I'll take a picture of, I'll either screenshot my phone or if it's like coming up on my car radio, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to Melody or to Johnny just to be like, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Well, and then the one I'll get either from you or from (laughs) Melody is the one I'll get all the time is. Turn, Turn around. around. Every now and then I get a little bit. <laughs> like, Turn around. Because you have to understand for that one, like, what wasn't that? That was that involved like a we drive to, to Disneyland. It was like a drive to Los Angeles, drive to Disneyland. And again, I think Melody was driving. <laughs> she was. We were in her car. It was me, you, Melody, and Neil. I think we're just going to call her Miss Melody the bus driver. <laughs> yeah. Because every Robin Victoria story involves Miss Melody, the bus driver. Well, there has to be somebody else has to be driving so we can engage in fuckery. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because it's not—if not, then it's not safe. But but for that song, Victoria and I don't just sing along; we actually act it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the like it was, and then like I remember it, when that happened. That was when that um that truck had tipped over on its side. Oh, and yeah. so we were sitting in bumper to bumper traffic. Oh on yeah, the it was five. horrible. And then, like, as we went by the truck, somebody said, "Wow, their trip is ruined." <laughs> <laughs> but like, as we were doing our little our little uh, throwback to Glee, because I think it was the Glee version that we were listening to oh, to make Jesus. it even fucking worse. Not oh, Jesus. We had the windows down, and we were like singing along and like doing our moves, and people were watching us, and it was <laughs> it was so extra. Have you ever put on a drag show in the middle of nowhere I-5? Because I've put on a drag show in the middle of nowhere I-5. Hey, when the opportunity presents itself, (laughs) you have to take life by the horns, damn it. (laughs) I should keep a dress in my car just for the occasion. (laughs) Why do you think I keep all my costumes in my car? (laughs) Especially living in Los Angeles. You never know if you'll be stuck in traffic. Alphabet's in the trunk. So... I think this is a good homework assignment for our listeners. Even though we had very poor participation last time, I'm hoping we'll get better participation this time. We're in double digits now, so I'm hoping this means better participation. So I would like you to either uh, tweet us at ShakingCrying, or you can Instagram us, ShakingAndCrying, or you could even leave a comment over at Vognetwork.com with your answer to this week's homework assignment. What song is what we just described for you? What song are you going to drop everything and sing along to when it comes on the radio? That's Or what song are you going to put a dra- put on a drag show to yes. in the middle of traffic? In the middle of traffic. So we we just need to know like what song and you can you can let us know it's either your karaoke song or it's your drag show song uh and that that's that's your homework assignment because the challenge is then next week when I'm reading your answers Victoria and I are going to try – we're going to play a game called Can We Restrain Ourselves from Breaking Out into These Songs When I Name Them? (laughs) I bet you anything we're going to (laughs) fail. We are going to fail. So uh, send us some inspiration over on our Twitter or Instagram. That's your homework assignment, courtesy of Shane. Do it or you're going to get a zero and fail the class. That's right. I do not want any failures out there. We don't want to have to don't punish make me, anybody. You're going to have to come see me after class, and you don't want to do that. That's right, because she doesn't wear any clothes. <laughs> I don't, and nobody wants to see that. Oh, stop. All right. 
I I can't think of anything to talk about here at the top of the show. Like my weeks, my week has been like really boring, you know, because I had the Atlanta fun a couple weeks ago, and so I didn't really plan anything for the the next couple weekends after that. Things are picking up again, though. I should promote. I, I doubt there's a ton of people here listening locally who don't already know, but um, I'm hosting Rocky Horror again on April 20th uh, here at the Colonial in Sacramento, and Barry Boswick's going to be here. That's going to be fun. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun show. He's a, he's an I, I'm fortunate enough, I've gotten to host panels that he's on before. I've met him before, and he's hilarious. He's your pervy old uncle. And Tell Uncle Barry I said hi. I will. He actually did a video like to promote the show, and he said, hi, everybody, it's your Uncle Barry. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love him so much. He's the best. So he's going to be there April 20th. So that's that's something for me to look forward to. Um, Miss Melody, the bus driver, is actually having a baby. So I I've, know. Yeah, so she's going to add more to that bus. She's, <laughs> she's going to be Miss Miss Melody, the soccer mom with a minivan. I'm going to get so many fucking texts after this week. No, show. she drives. A, she drives a toaster. No, I know. I know. Anyway, she drives a toaster, not a minivan. So she's going to be Miss Melody, the soccer mom with a toaster. So I'm get well, and we all know she's a hockey mom, not a soccer mom. But kids, kids tend to defy <laughs> what their parents want them to do. But anyway, no. all joking aside, uh, this this will be like the, it's it's the last chance to see her before baby is here, sort of thing that I'm doing next weekend. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I was going to come up, but I can't afford gas. So, oh, yeah. I can't afford gas and then time off because of all the stuff with family and things. I just don't have enough of it. And I was say, the so gas... I told her, well, I'm, I'm coming up to the Bay Area for a week in July. Oh, yeah. So I told her I told her I'd come down and, and meet the grub when the grub is born. OK, that's so. good. Because I was the gas thing is figure outable. We can get that. But, yeah, I, I totally understand the time off thing because, like, my God, with everything that happened last year, I drained all my time off. And, like, mm-hmm. now I'm paying for it now. Like, all these trips I want to do. Like, I want to come see Victoria in L.A., but I can't. Like, I got no time. No time. Yeah. So, only just enough time to do these big things that have been carefully planned out far in advance. Like, Atlanta, uh, again, over Labor Day, because DragonCon has to happen. And then Chicago in June is going to be my other big trip. I'm looking forward to that. Yay! Although I wanted to lose like 10 more pounds before I go to Chicago in June. I just don't think it's going to happen because I kind of fell off the diet bandwagon. Yeah, same. It's hard. Dieting is hard. It is. I like me. my. I like a soda and some I had ice cream in the bathtub earlier today. <laughs> I ate a pint of ice cream in the bathtub. I am living my Bridget Jones fantasy. You know what, though? After the week you've had, you, you're two weeks, three weeks, hell, a month you've had, you, you're fucking entitled to it. Like, I'm not, I am not going to read you for eating ice cream in the bath. I, I, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, like, I'm, we have to record tonight, and then I have to get my stuff together, because I have to drive back to San Diego, because I have another funeral to go to tomorrow. <sighs> Sorry to hear. I, I really hope your year turns around. I do, too. You know, hopefully we're getting all the bad shit out of the way and who knows maybe by the end of the year trump will get impeached and everything will be great yeah there you go Let, maybe there'll be some things to look forward to at the end of the year yeah you'll win a big cosplay contest or something and then uh yeah we'll we'll uh we'll hopefully get uh have some big changes in washington that would be nice around the midterms uh and then yeah i don't i don't you know other things to look forward to yeah exactly so yeah positive thinking from here on out maybe you'll have a baby oh god i'd rather I'll go on the Matterhorn like 15 or 20 times just to nip that in the bud. <laughs> oh, we we need to. Okay, done. We need to plan a trip to Disneyland, and we're just going to uh-huh. call it the preventative measure trip. Perfect. <laughs> just just in case. we're gonna. Yeah, we're just going to go on the Matterhorn and ride it like six or seven times just, just to make sure I'm completely cleared out, and then we can go and have a great time. Just as a preventative measure. Sounds good. Yeah. I like it. All right. We'll that's, plan- pre- that's, resp- that's called responsibility, kids. It is, it is. We'll plan that for later in the year. Uh, cool. ha- how about some news? Should we get some news? Yay, news. Yay, let's do the news. And we're going to start with, oh, oh, God. So here, this one's about the app Waze. You use Waze? I love Waze. I love Waze. I fucking love Waze. Again, they're not paying me to endorse it, but here I am. But, like, seriously, like, I always check ways before leaving work. In the morning, traffic's kind of always the same. But after work, it's totally unpredictable. And I look to see, like, all right, how bad is the freeway? Because the freeway is, like, a certain, like, if, it's, if Waze comes back and says, it's going to take you 35 minutes to get home. I'm like, nope, take it back roads. Yeah. Oh, I wish it only took me 35 minutes to get home. I know. I, sh- I was just realized as the words were leaving my mouth. I was like, I should not complain to somebody who lives in L.A. <laughs> 
I'm like, it took me, when I leave Hollywood, it takes me about 35 to 40 minutes to get home. But when I leave Santa Monica, like I did today, I left at 3.45 and I got home at 5, like 5.05, 5.10. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That is, that is the actual worst. Uh, well, this actually might sort of apply to you because this is kind of based in the Los Angeles area because I don't know if you've ever had ways. See, I don't really have this problem living in Sacramento because I know all the side streets and the back streets pretty well because I've lived here my uh, entire life. Um, so I don't really end up getting routed to weird, crazy places. But have you ever had ways take you like down a scary alley or down a road where you're like, I don't, I'm not, were you like Adora Delano and All Stars too? Like, I don't belong here. Like, have you ever had ways to do yeah, that Yeah, like for whatever reason, I don't know why the fuck it does this, but I live on, like my street is, it's, it's not a cul-de-sac, but it's round. Like, so there's like four streets that go around my building. And then we have an alley that separates like the two rows of built, of like apartment buildings that are here. Um, and yeah, so they always send the ways or the, the lift drivers or whatever down the back alley to pick me up instead of picking me up in the front of the fucking house, which is really stupid. So, yeah, it does that. I don't know why it does that. That's weird. Might, might be like some numbering is wrong. You might have to like actually look at your house in the ways map editor because that used to happen at my work. Like it would it would tell you to cut through the, the shopping center to get to work. And like that's not how you do it. So like yeah. we had to change it in ways. But anyway, so here's the thing. In the L.A. area, actually, there's residents on a street called Baxter Street in the Echo Park neighborhood. Now, I have never heard of this place, but apparently this street is. Pretty... I know where Echo Park is. It's near it's near Griffith Park. OK, that means nothing to me. But that's OK. But these these streets apparently uh, are, are not something you're supposed to really be driving on casually. So these residents are trying to band together to change the traffic. They've actually contacted city officials to try to get a hold of Google to, like, fix fucking ways to do this. People go down Baxter to get around Glendale Boulevard. Now, that one I've heard of. Okay. Oh, yeah. Glendale, Glendale Boulevard is the fucking worst. But here's the thing. Apparently, this street is one of the steepest streets in America. Oh my god, I've been on that street. It comprises of two major hills. Did Waze fucking put you there? Yes. <laughs> okay, then you you oh my god, we're we're interviewing a victim right here on Shaking and Crying. So you've been a victim of the Baxter Street detour on Waze. Yes. I I was I think I was leaving downtown at like at like three o'clock on a weekday. And instead of having me go up the freeway from downtown because you can get to like the echo park area from um you know by the side streets because it's all kind of it's like san francisco where it's all just kind of close by right um and i was driving my old shitty blue car the one that i had before that i have my my new one and my tires were like screeching i you cannot crest that hill safely yeah this is what they say about that street. It dates back to 1872 and has a 32% grade. That is double what city laws allow for today. In 2003, there was an article in the Times that said, unsuspecting motorists gasp when they reach the crest and discover the roadway in front of them has dropped out of sight and there is nothing but yep. empty space in front of their car's hood. Yup. <laughs> yup. Been there been on it lived that nightmare so uh yeah so they say uh some of the problems they've had in the neighborhood the car came through our garden went through two fences and ended up backwards hanging over our driveway another one oh rain is a huge problem oh god oh god can you, now did you have to drive that street in the rain no it was sunny and warm thankfully yeah can you imagine driving it in in the rain i mean it rains like you know two days a year here so well, one of those two days, rain is a huge problem, according to another resident. People start skidding and spinning. We had our garden wall knocked down twice, and my wife's car got hit in our own driveway. I've seen five or six cars smash into other cars, and it's getting worse. Now, they actually banded together to send a letter to Waze, suggesting that Waze get rid of the street entirely, but they said they couldn't do that because it involves changing the algorithm of the app in some type of weird way. 
So, I mean, what do you think the solution is? Does uh, does Waze need to get rid of this street? Should Waze um, have a warning or something about this street? Uh, should I, I don't know what What do you think would be the problem to fix these? Like, well, if you can, if you can go through, because I know this would be helpful in like in cities like San Francisco where it is very hilly. Um, you can like you can go through and and tell ways like okay avoid avoid problematic interchanges or yeah inter, or intersections excuse me um, avoid freeways avoid tolls you should be able to put in there like avoid steep hills yeah I think I because like, like that. what if you're dri- what if you're driving stick oh god oh god I can't like even I know driving stick is a, a very like rare thing nowadays mm-hmm. but. You know, I was driving that in an automatic and my fucking car almost slid back and hit and hit somebody behind me. Yeah, I can't even imagine. My Prius would just be like, nope. <laughs> I yeah, don't have the like engine I've had to. I remember I had my brakes on and I was I was like halfway up the hill and I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then I got up to the top of the hill and then like basically did the thing where you like take your foot off the brake real fast and then slam down on the gas. Um, And my tires screeched. And like there was smoke and all this bullshit, and then like I zoomed over the, over the peak of the of this giant massive hill, and yeah, it was insane. I didn't, I was like, I'm never taking this road ever again. And now that I remember its name, thanks to you, I will never have to do that again. <laughs> so yeah, always check your route first. But I mean, sometimes I mean, you might be visiting Los Angeles, you'd have no idea to avoid this Baxter Street. You'd just be listening to ways. Or, well, I don't know, maybe you'd be relying on a lift or something. But anyway, I do want to point out, just to be, you know, get everything covered, um, the popular tech blog Ars Technica did email Google to get a comment on this whole thing because Google owns Waze now. And a spokeswoman did reply and say, basically, uh, Google Maps models the ever-changing real world by mapping for ground truth. This means that our map reflects any measures taken by local agencies to protect their citizens. For example, blocking off a steep road or implementing turn restrictions. Should the local agency decide to restrict strict Baxter Street, this change will be taken into account when routing drivers through the Los Angeles area. And so, yeah, and now that I think about that, you can do that in the map editor. You can go in and put like a hazard or something on that street, and then it's probably less likely to put people through there. Um, what she didn't really address was why can't Google just do it themselves because they were asked to. I don't I don't really get that, but all right. So that's, that's basically what they say how to solve it. But basically put that the street is a hazard, and then it won't happen. Yeah, pretty much. But that's um, one solution. And, you know, again, again, I've, I've taken lifts in San Francisco, and I've had the drivers tell me, like, you got to look out for ways because it'll take you down alleys and shit. That's why some of them tell me they prefer Google's navigation system, which is hilarious to me because they're both owned because, by Google. Oh, my Google, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Google navigation, it is actually pretty rad because it'll tell you, and Waze doesn't do this, but the Google navigation will actually say, use the first left turn lane to turn onto this street because, like, you're going to have to do another immediate left or something. You know how that happens sometimes? Like, it Yeah, says, and then I also like that the, that the Google, um, Google Maps will tell you, um, turn, right, uh, th- or turn right in 500 feet at the 7-Eleven. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, I like oh. that. That's fancy as fuck because now I, I'm very visual. Like, Same. you tell me north, south, east, and west, I'm going to look at you like you're a goddamn space alien speaking to me in some foreign language that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But you tell me, okay, am I going to turn left or right at the 7-Eleven? You know, that's where I'm going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I know where I'm at now. Yeah, no. So uh, I, I just – I would think maybe someday Google is going to work on, I don't know, an app that does all these things. You would you think. You would think so, right? You would think. Google. You out there? Are you working on it? I don't right? Know. Hey, um, FBI guy who's monitoring me through my webcam right now, can you talk to them? <laughs> and you know the FBI guy is paying special attention right now because you're only wearing a towel. <laughs> Basically. That's why I'm, I'm like, hey, bro, get on my level. Like, come on, let's do this. I don't know. Does it look like she got a weapon in there? <laughs> Those are my favorite memes, though, when it's like we're like the I take my I take the tape off my webcam. It's like, hey, what do you think the answer to this is? (laughs) FBI guy responds. Thanks, man. Tell the kids I said hi. (laughs) Puts the tape back on. (laughs) It's my favorite meme right now. Uh, You know, I went to my uh, dad's house not that long ago, and he has a piece of tape over the camera on the iPad. So he clearly believes he's being watched. And I actually said to him, I I mean, I'm like, I don't know a nice way to put this, dad, but no one wants to watch you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nobody cares what a 70 year old man is doing yeah i'm like i'm like what, what are they gonna see what, what are they gonna see they're gonna see you on the chair watching the history channel it's not that interesting 
how, they're just going to be like, how many episodes of Pawn Stars can one man watch in a day? <laughs> We're going to watch Rob's dad and find out. <laughs> Don't read my dad when he's not here to defend himself. I'm not reading him. I'm just saying because, like, that's that's me. They're, that's what they say about me. How many episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer can Victoria watch in a day? All I've right, been let's do watching a, Buffy. Let's do another news story. Okay. Other things that I like is Harry Potter. Everybody knows this. I love Harry Potter. Well, we talked about this before about the Hogwarts or the Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery Mobile game that's going to be released soon this year. Um, but now it's just gotten a little bit more amazing. Um, they're bringing uh, vo- the voices of some of our most beloved Hogwarts staff to this mobile game. So looks like um, Michael Gambon, who who was Albus Dumbledore, the second Albus Dumbledore after Richard Harris died. Um, but let's hope they um, they teach him a little bit more about how Dumbledore should speak instead of screaming at Harry. Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? When it should have been, he asked him calmly. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and then. Uh, Warwick Davis is going to be voicing Professor Flitwick as he did in the films. And even better, drumroll, can you guess who I'm going to say is going to be voicing the next one? Who? It's Maggie Smith. <gasps> Dame gonna Maggie Smith. She's going to be voicing Professor McGonagall. <laughs> that's, that's Dame yep. Maggie Smith to you. I'm sorry. I know her as Reverend Mother. Yes, Reverend Mother and uh, Wendy Moira, Angela Darling in Hook, with the older version, uh, yes. and Downton Abbey. Uh, she's just basically like she's she's one of my like when I'm having a really bad day and I'm like, why do I even bother to get out of bed in the morning? I think about like, well, Maggie Smith might like be in a show sometime, so I get yeah. out of bed. Yeah, it's, it's like what what would, what would Maggie Smith do? And she would get out of bed and be a fucking badass. That's right because. She went through fucking chemotherapy cancer treatments while she was filming Harry Potter. I didn't. And I'm like, I forgot a, about what that. What a badass! Yeah, you didn't know that. Now, now that you, it's one of those things where it's like I forgot, but now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I had heard about that. Yeah, like she was, um, she was going through chemo while filming one of the Harry Potter movies. I don't remember which one, but yeah, like what a fucking badass. But. Um, yeah, so um, this game is supposed to be released. Uh, oh, it's actually going to be released this month. Oh, my. Which is exciting. Um, it will be released on Wednesday, April 25th. Um, and says the studio also announced when fans will be able to finally enter the famous School of Magic. Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery will be available on iOS and Android on Wednesday, April 25th. Well, newsflash, Victoria is going to become a gamer this month. I know, right? I'm just going to be sitting here playing this stupid game that I'm going to... Oh, my God. They spelled McGonagall's name wrong in this fucking Nerdist article. What the fuck? (laughs) You don't expect the people that work at nerd blogs to actually be nerds now, do you? I'm very angry. This is not okay. Are there any comments on this? No. Why are there no comments about this? Oh, my God. Are you going to leave a trashy comment on an internet article? Okay, I'm sorry, but no, if you're going to be writing about Harry Potter and you're going to say which professor are you the most excited to speak with and saying, like, we are excited for this, bitch, at least do a spell check. <laughs> it is a simple Google search. See, the the um, nerdy location gamer in me that likes Pokemon Go and, and Ingress and all that stuff, I'm looking forward to the other Harry Potter game that's supposed to be coming out, I don't know, whenever they damn well please. Are they going to have Maggie Smith in that? I doubt it. I don't know, but they're spelling McGonagall M C G O G O N A G L E, and that's wrong. Oh God! Even I know there's. It's not like that. Yeah. Like no, Nerdist, you fail. (sighs) Chris Hardwick, talk to your people. I'm very angry right now. Anyway, sorry, I just I got blindsided by how angry this makes me. Um, but yeah, so April 25th, look for um. Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery, hopefully with press professor McGonagall's name spelled correctly. All right. Well, you know, if you're really mad, you know what you could do, Victoria. What? You could run down to the headquarters of that blog and chop somebody's dick off. (gasps) No, no, no. I would never, I would never actually uh, endorse sort of violence, but how else do I transition into a story about Lorena Bobbitt? 
Oh my god, I love Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Why does like any any woman like Victoria that I know when I say uh, talk about Lorena Bobbitt go? I love Lorena Bobbitt, and I'm like, you know, she committed a pretty big crime, right? <laughs> yeah, but it was like fuck yeah for the sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I look and and to be fair, I understand there was a lot of like accusations and and stuff that went into it about that how she was driven to it. But anyway, look. If you, for whatever reason, don't know that name, then I'm assuming you probably were born after 1993 or somewhere around there because Lorena Bobbitt instantly became a media sensation in 1993 when she cut off her husband's penis while he slept. And she did say she did this because he had raped her, basically. So that's why I'm, I want to. I just want to take that angle of I don't. I don't really want to take sides in this. Let the you know let the courts figure that out. But obviously, a lot of people were. Um, you know, uh, yeah, probably a lot of people wanted to do that to a guy at some point. Uh, whatever. He went on to do porn after this, so like, that's I mean, true. That's true. A lot of people kind of took his side, didn't? They? Well, I don't know if it was like taking his side, but he he certainly got a lot out of it. What did she get? He definitely gained some monetary, some some sweet sweet dollars from his ordeal. Yes. Well, here's you know, and maybe there'll be some money in it for her in this. I don't know, but um, did she end up going to jail? I don't, I even, don't know. I, I was only six when that happened, so I don't remember. I, I don't remember how that all turned out, but we will be able to find out when we watch the new four-part Amazon documentary. Amazon oh, Greenlit. Oh, God four- bless Amazon. Oh, get this. Uh, it gets even better because guess who is producing the series? Who? Jordan Peele. Oh, shit. So it is on. Uh, Obviously, everybody wants to work with Jordan Peele after Get Out this past year. Uh, He's also producing the CBS Twilight Zone reboot. I think that's the thing on CBS All Access, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, um, so it says, after seven hours of deliberation, the jury found Lorena not guilty due to insanity causing an um, irresistible impulse to sexually wound John. Okay, then there you go. So she she actually didn't go to jail. So yeah, as a result, she could not be held liable for actions. She had to go undergo she had to undergo forty five day evaluation period at Central State Hospital, hmm. uh, but she was later released. So there you go. Jordan Peele also said in a statement though, with this project, Lorena has a platform to tell her truth as well as engage in a critical conversation about gender dynamics, abuse, and her demand for justice. This is Lorena's story, and we're honored to help her tell it. So we kind of know. So even though we talk about, like, you know, who who made the money afterwards, it sounds like it, it's going to be her turn. Oh, yeah. So Lorena, Lorena's getting hers. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, let's see. Other stuff coming to Amazon soon. A series version of A League of Their Own. I had no idea that was a thing being considered. Oh, uh, a Steven Spielberg miniseries mini about Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortez uh, and okay. animated series from the team behind BoJack Horseman. You know, it's not mentioned here, but I swear I was reading just this week that Amazon's also working on a um, Lord of the Rings thing. Like, a, Oh, yeah, I heard about that. A major, major thing. I don't know if they're like rebooting the movies or if it's like a series set in the same universe or what it is they're doing. I don't think it's a reboot of the movies. I mean, like, why Why would you do that this soon? I don't think so. I mean, I realize, I guess, you know, those movies were done before in, what, the 70s on British television and stuff. But still, it just, it just feels too soon. So, I don't know. A series in that universe is going to be very interesting. But I think a lot of that is still coming to fruition. But it's supposed to be like a really expensive show. Like, Amazon wants a fucking piece of this netflix hulu thing that, that you know cbs is one and a part of too they with want, their they want game type episode they want what is what they want they want a game of thrones type show oh yeah they definitely want their game of thrones that's for sure that's for sure uh now jordan peele is not directing this jordan peele is only producing the lorena thing the director will be joshua rofe who did Swift Current and Lost for Life, which I don't know either of those documentaries. If they were serial killer documentaries, I would imagine Victoria would know. I don't know what those are. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, coming to Amazon, I assume, later this year. I don't know how long it takes to make a documentary, but I imagine documentaries don't take as much production as, like, uh, you know, nonfiction or, excuse me, fiction movies do. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know, but I'm really excited. That's going to be good. Yeah. I know I'm like, I have Lorena Bobbitt to look forward to. I have the Ted Bundy movie to look forward to. See? I'm real excited. See, the end of 2018 is looking a lot better already. That's very true. I have murder documentaries to look, or <laughs> murder things to look forward to. That's Heck exciting. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when 
I don't know about you, but I always feel like I need to murder people um, when I'm super hungry. Do you ever get hangry? Oh, girl, I'm notorious for this. You should know this. You should know, know this. If I don't fucking eat, I get bitchy. I get headaches. I get sick. Like, that's the other hard part about dieting is how do you control the hangry? Like, it ain't easy. Yeah, you can't just go have a Snickers when you want to. No, you have to have, like, protein bars that'll hold you over, but but don't make you Tastes fat. Tastes like a fucking piece of sponge. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. like a cardboard sponge. Um, so, apparently, um, there, um, there has been a study that says um, that, hang- that hanger is an actual, like, there's an actual scientific, um, like, like, science i don't know scientific whatever behind it i'm not a science person i don't know um there is actual science in it i could have told you that like i'm not making it up (laughs) no but like they they've they've been doing studies and stuff so apparently there's one theory that says hanger impairs self-control when your brain is low on fuel it lacks the ability to hold back so that's why that's like one of the theories behind like okay um you know you're you're tapping your foot a lot and i haven't eaten and I'm under caffeinated and that just makes me angry. And I'm like, if you don't stop fucking tapping your foot, you're going to lose it. Um, so um, another um, another theory is that um, it's a mistake your brain makes uh, when you're not sure what's making your body feel bad. So some psychologists think that um, that feeling emotions is a combination of what's physically going on in your body and your mind thinks your mind's trying to come up with the reason for like, okay, well, my body's hungry. So, you know, that makes me angry. Um, but also, um, hunger and anger look a lot, a lot alike physiologically. Uh, there's a protein in your brain that prompts the body to eat when the energy is low and also regulates aggressions. So some hormones are released, so your tissues don't starve and the same, t- the same hormones are released in like the fight or flight instinct. Um, so there's a lot of like similarities. Um, and then, uh, scientists did a, a study they tested 236 college students, um, by turning off their computers suddenly. And those that had fasted before the test reacted more negatively, seeming to add to their hunger-related feelings to the frust- or seeming to add to their hunger-related feelings uh, to the frustration induced by the tech glitch. Some of them even reported hatred toward the experimenters because they were hungry and frustrated, and all of those things um, kind of accumulated to, you know, blow up. Like I know I've definitely told people i'm getting to that point i need a soda Mm -hmm. i need some Mm -hmm. food shut the fuck up and let's just go (laughs) it's really bad too when that happens at disneyland like i don't i mean i know we talk about disneyland a lot on this show but that is that is really the place you don't want to get hangry it's like the happiest place on earth and it's like if i don't get a fucking chicken strip or something in the next five minutes you're all gonna die I'm like, I'm going to fucking punt that little child that's screaming for no reason into the Finding Nemo lake. This, like, this is why they have churro carts sprinkled throughout the park. That's why there's a place to eat every five feet at Disneyland. <laughs> because they're trying to avoid people getting hangry. I I get hangry at Disneyland all the time. Same. Especially because, like, I'm hungry and, like, I don't really like kids that much. Like, I don't mind... I don't mind well-behaved children, but once the, once they start crying and making noise, I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Like, go in the other room, have your fucking meltdown, and then come back out when you're ready to join rational people. So I can like, have my meltdown. <laughs> come back when you're human-sized, okay? Like, just go away and come back when you're human-sized. Um, but, um, yeah, so I get, I get hangry at Disneyland a lot, which is why I've started carrying, like, little snacks in my bag. So, like, yeah. like a true Hufflepuff... I carry granola bars and like cheese and crackers. And then I always have a bottle of water with me. So that way I can make sure I'm hydrated and um, make sure that I have a snack. If I'm starting to get to the point where I'm going to claw some bitches eyes out who looks at me funny while we're in line for, I don't know, pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it, this is actually very, I started doing this at conventions and this is a fully justifiable reason for why I rock a especially at conventions um, is 
because I will sneak like a protein granola bar in there for when the hangry moment strikes. Because Lord knows, I mean, Disneyland, you can eat every five feet, but a convention, sometimes it can be a challenge or the lines the are like a mile long. conventions are disgusting. Like, it's not good. Yeah. Especially inside the convention. Like, I don't know about any other anywhere else, but like in L.A., a lot of them they'll have like the food cart, the food trucks and stuff outside, but those lines can get stupid crazy long. Yeah. But even when we're gonna when we do go to conventions, I always um especially if we're staying in a hotel, I'll kind of ask everybody, I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna get room snacks. Um, if you want something specific, like let me know and kick me some cash and yeah. I will have room snacks. That way we can take said room snacks to the convention with us. So I always make sure that I have a purse that's big enough to, again, carry a water bottle. Um, usually one of those one liter water bottles and oh, then, um, you know, a granola bar or some fruit snacks or like a soup. I like buying those Uncrustables and putting them in my bag because like they, um, you know, it's a lot of, it's, it's good protein that you're getting from the peanut butter. And then it's a little bit of sugar, a little bit of carbs, and it gives you a little boost in the middle of the day. When you're doing a photo shoot and you're tired and you're like, oh, I'm going to have an Uncrustable in my bag and it's going to be great. I think um, Uncrustables are gross personally. That's fine. That's why everybody's gross. got the thing. <laughs> I like the, I like the, 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 the fruit nut bars. <laughs> of course you do. It's what I like. Don't feel fun. But no, the water thing is really important too, especially at a convention like Dragon Con where like people are drinking nonstop. And I may or may not be guilty of that as well, where it's like I drink a lot at night at Dragon Con, right? But so like during the day, I'm keeping myself very well hydrated to, you know, to prevent, you know, bitchy, headachey hangovers and just, you know, good health of being a crazy person for a weekend after all. So, um, yeah, like water is very important too. These like convention tips. How to how to survive not becoming a full on bitch at conventions and Disney trips. Yeah, and I mean that just goes for any type of thing. Like I always bring, um, if I don't have like I know like my roommate, um, she has a ten like if she's underhydrated, she'll faint. So she gets she Yikes. actually got me into the habit of bringing a water bottle with me wherever I go. And it's like, I don't have that problem, but it's still really good. And if I don't have water with me, that's when I drink more soda. It's, like, I'll it's just, I'll just go up to the, I'll just keep going up to the freaking, you know, I'll go up to the corn dog cart. Can I have a large Coke, please? I'll go up to whatever. Can I have a large Coke? Um, and so if I have my water bottle, especially at Disneyland, like I'll drink, I'll drink like three or four liters of water at Disneyland. In a, and if I'm there all day, Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say Coke. Coke is not how you want to hydrate. That's you know that's gonna make it worse. So anyway. exactly, yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's travel to social media. We actually, since um, we're a little late in the week this week, we've collected some social media comments, a few things to read. So we're gonna go over to Twitter, where you can follow us on Twitter at Shaking Crying. There's no and in there because for some reason that was too long for Twitter. So we're Twitter at Shaking Crying, and we're gonna start off with a tweet this week from Oh Crylo, who tweets us and says, "Here's my bracket. Oh yeah, you know that Disney bracket." Got some response last week. So, oh, I'm sure. So, uh, O'Krylo sent us a picture of his bracket. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I will let you know the final two came down to Beauty and the Beast and Coco with Coco winning. So, yeah, Coco. So a very contemporary choice for the win there. So I don't think you're alone. I was thinking, I was thinking about this when I was going back and listening to the episode again. Mm-hmm. None of those um, movies were from pre-Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it was it was kind of a shitty bracket. Like I I noticed I found later in the week that I would see more brackets that started coming out, and then one of them was like this very elaborate like final four or like four league thing where it was like classic Disney in one, Renaissance Disney in another, Pixar in another, and I don't remember it was either live action or wild cards or something in the other. And so it was like it, it kind of seemed like it was a better bracket in that regard. But you know, uh, JD responded to us over on Twitter, and I think summed it up perfectly saying, my problem with the brackets is less people's choices, although no Cars movie should ever win any matchup. (laughs) Agreed. But that people have no idea how seating works. So, yeah, I just... I don't even know what that means. I think think in some ways... Well, it's it's how, like... You know how, like, uh, in the... Well, I was going to say, do you know how in the real March Madness? But I already know the answer is no. But basically, the team with the better win-loss record is going to be a higher seed. So I don't know what you would determine would, like, actually seed these things. So, like, a, a one seed goes against a really low seed in the beginning. 
And so like mm. better your the better your seed that you get in, the better basically that you're going to have a chance to kind of get further basically. So I don't know if maybe it would have been a good idea to go off of like how much it made at the box office, although you have to account for um you know uh, the, the growth of the dollar and all that stuff. Uh so I don't know the the best way to do it. I think it was just not the best matchup. But it still start it still started fights everywhere. So uh-huh. including this uh little mini rant, little mini Twitter rant from Garth the Wolf over on Twitter who wanted to tweet us a little bit about Zootopia and the fact that both of us knocked it out the first round saying, "Okay, I'll buy and chime in on the Disney bracket tease. Yes, I certainly wouldn't have voted Zootopia out in the first round, though Mulan isn't a bad movie by any means. But I understand my connection to Zootopia is a bit more of a personal reason. The movie carries a lot of themes that hit me hard, specifically in how the character Nick Wilde is treated. Images of growing up and trying to fit in with a group of friends, only to be pushed away because I'm not the same as them. Oh, there's a them now. That statement Nick said echoes how family and friends addressed gay people growing up. I was different. I wasn't their view of normal. As a man, I needed to marry a girl and have kids. If the world's only going to see a fox as shifty and untrustworthy, there's no point in trying to be anything else. The growth between both Nick and Judy in the movie is really touching to me. She learns to see Nick outside of the lens of prejudice, and they both achieve goals that society previously told them they weren't born to do, and they are accepted by their peers. They don't have to feel trapped and caged in a world that doesn't accept them for who they are. That's why this movie is special to me, because there was a time in my life when I tried very hard to be normal, to see a life where I would marry a woman and raise kids. This movie highlights that not everyone is the same and wants to do the same thing. It's more than just a furry movie. Yes, that was a huge draw to the film, but I also firmly believe it's one of the most important films of this generation with the statements that it makes on today's society. Hashtag Zootopia. Well, I, that's, and that's a lovely it story. Also, it, I mean, that's lovely. Yeah, it's very lovely sentiment. And like, yeah, I, I understand. I don't even remember what Zootopia was up against in Mulan. our bracket. It was Mulan. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, but, um, it also had a lot to do with, um, like it had a very strong message of police brutality and all that. Mm. So it it was teaching kids about police brutality in, you know, that Disney way. So here's, here's the other thing too. And like, and I, I am not going to diminish the story by any means because it is a, it is a great story. And I I love that that movie did that for you. But I think one thing, and I I think our Twitter person already knows this, but you know, I, everybody's going to have that movie that they love that other people just don't understand, you know, or that, you know, well, I hate to, hate to phrase it that way because I understand why, why Garth is a big fan of Zootopia, especially when he, you know, explains it this way. But like, there's always going to be that thing that you like love so much more than anybody else. Like, for example, like Victoria and I, we constantly quote and we love the movie Sister Act, right? And Reno. And Gamora. And that's one of, that's one of like many things, right? Alma. Check your battery. Check right. your battery. <laughs> and like, I can't explain it. Like, I don't even have a sweet story like that. Like, I really don't. Like, I can't say like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg helped me accept the fact that I was gay or anything like that. I think it was just the fact that it was this big, silly, fun, very quotable movie. I think I would say maybe Romeo and Michelle is a little bit more of a deeper connection because I kind of felt a lot like what they felt in high school where it's like, oh, well, we weren't the A group. Well, we weren't the B group either. Oh, God, we certainly weren't the C group. Like, where did we kind of fit in? And the fact that, like, in high school, like, all these people gave me hell. But maybe one thing I never realized was that maybe there was, like, other people that maybe I was inadvertently making their lives hell. You know, and that's kind of of one thing that, like, Romeo and Michelle gets into as well, right? So, like, I don't know. True, you were very unpleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, so that's a quote from the movie, thank God, and not a direct quote about me. Or was it? Anyway. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) This dress exacerbates the genetic betrayal that is my legacy. So anyway, (laughs) like like everybody has a movie. The other other big one for me, and I don't know if I've talked about my love of it on this show, but I know I've talked about it on my other podcast, like OLR. My love of Clue the movie from 1985, right, with Tim Curry. We talked about Clue because you talked about the, the VCR game. Oh, yes. Okay. So, so like my love of Clue is very, very, very deep. And again, it's not like Tim Curry helped me be gay or anything, but it's just one of those, like, I, that movie babysat me for an entire summer when I was seven. Like, there was something about a character like Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White that you just didn't always see. You know what I mean? 
there was something about the insanity of Mrs. Peacock and that basically she was a drag queen. <laughs> I mean, yes. So, yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody kind of has, like, uh, a lot of those uh, types of movies. So, anyway, I'm not trying to, like... Oh, so but but everybody else, you know, th- th- that's what makes this Disney bracket so like fighting, but also not that serious because I can kind of look at this and go, okay, you made your point, and I understand why you would have Zootopia beat Mulan and probably go a lot further because it has that connection to you. And I'm not gonna like say like, oh, your bracket sucks because Zootopia didn't get knocked out the first round because everybody's got different connections to shit. And that's the only I'm- person who's very very wrong is that person who had Cars 3 beat Coco. That person's just wrong. Okay, yeah, that is wrong, and there's no reason for that. I'm sorry. There's nothing like, to say. I'm sorry. I don't... I, no, you're yeah. wrong. You're yeah. just... You're wrong. Go sit in your corner <laughs> and put on your dunce cap and be wrong. <laughs> All right. I have one more tweet uh, here, not about the Disney bracket, and this one comes from uh, TFNDJ, our uh, pals over at the Far Away Nearby podcast here, also at Vogue Network who said, uh, loved hearing about Victoria's grandmother and butterflies. I'm into genealogy and have a St. Bridget's cross tattoo with maidens of greats. Hashtag love is forever. Hashtag remembered, uh, remembered in ink. So Aww. it sounds like we are certainly by far not the first to consider uh, a tattoo as the way to kind of, um, you know, cope with, you know, a, a world without our loved ones. So uh, thank yeah. you for that tweet. Really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, not to, not to bring it down again, but you know, I just, I'm still not adjusted and I just feel like, like talking about her is just the easiest. It's just easy for me to get it out. Um, I had to paint my grandma's nails at the funeral on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Because my aunt, my aunt had asked the funeral home to paint her nails red and they didn't. And so my aunt Sarah and my cousin Sierra went to fucking CVS, bought a bottle of red nail polish. And then Sierra comes up to me and she just hands me the nail polish. They didn't ask me to do this beforehand. They just, she just handed me the nail polish and I was like, here you go, Tori. Can you paint her nails? (laughs) She set you the fuck up. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, oh my God, this is the most stressed out I've ever been. Because as I was painting my grandma's nails in her fucking casket, like, my whole family started gathering around me to watch me do this. You know what, though? Like, everybody, like, grieves in different ways. And maybe, like, for you to do that, you know, obviously, and you mentioned on, on, on the last episode, your grandma loved the color red and so forth. So, like, maybe, like, it was a way for, like, it's like you, you were getting her ready to go on this journey. And, like, the family wanted to be there for that. Like, I kind of get yeah. it. Like, it's like as weird as that was for you and probably would absolutely be for me if I had been in a similar moment. Like, I, I kind of I kind of get it. Like, I don't know why they picked you. Like, well, I, got I it. think it's because I that think sounded it's really I'm tacky. The... That sounded really tacky. No, 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 no. I know. I know what you mean. You know, but what I, mean. I think it's because I'm the tallest person mm. in our family, the like, tallest girl in our family. Mm. And I would be able to lean over and like do it without having to like climb on top of her. I see. I see. Honestly, I think that's why they picked me to do it. Um, but another funny thing, um, my cousin, Amanda, who's, she's four years younger than me. So my grandma, Joan, my grandma, Gloria's daughter has eight granddaughters. I'm the oldest one. And then Amanda's the next oldest. Um, and, um, Amanda comes into the freaking funeral home and I walk into the foyer and I see her and I just start bursting out laughing because Amanda is wearing the same fucking shirt that my grandma Gloria is wearing in her casket. <laughs> like okay and here i was worried when i showed up to bobby blackwolf's wedding and my tie i thought for a minute was like the exact same tie he and all the groomsmen were wearing <laughs> and i yeah. thought that was an awkward moment but i just burst out laughing i was like amanda oh my god you're wearing the same shirt that grandma Gloria is wearing and she was like i know grandma joan told me <laughs> and i was like girl and she goes, to be fair, I owned it first. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, I think that's a nice little uh, place to to end on tonight. Assuming there's no it's, it's coincidences, just like we talked about in the beginning. Unless there's Instagram stuff. I didn't check the Instagram. I don't know if you did. Um, No, there was one person who um, commented on our picture of us um, at Rocky. So the, com- the, the, the 
uh, caption was, here's a hashtag TBT to our hosts when they were both in the same hashtag Rocky Horror cast. Look at how young and innocent they both were. And then it was Princess uh, 221B says, I used to Rocky Shadowcast too. That's awesome. And um, she was a Transylvanian, which was really cool. Because I asked her, I was like, what part did you play? Um, and she said she played a Transylvanian. She tried out for pretty much everyone, but never made it. Um, which is, you know, but I'm glad, you know, it's, it's always fun when you get to be part of something, mm-hmm. even if it is in, in the Transylvanian way. But I, I always had a good time as a Transylvanian because it was super laid back and I got to be a bitch the whole show. I also liked, um, I also liked her abbreviation. She called it a trancy because um, they used to, I mean, many years ago, they would shorten Transylvanian to a word that's now considered, I think, a slur to a lot of people. It rhymes with, rhymes with granny chaser, if you know what I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of Rocky Horror cast have been trying to, like, kind of remove that word. And, like, it never meant, like, it was always just supposed to be, oh, it's just short for Transylvanian. But, you know, obviously that word carries a lot of negative weight to people that you want to include in Rocky Horror Picture Show. So a lot of casts have just taken it out of their vocabulary, which is, you know, what people, I think, were hoping would happen. Um, but I know here locally, they just say Transylvanian. They just don't shorten it anymore. They just say the Transylvanian line. Transylvanians, they just, they just don't bother shortening it anymore. But I like that. Yeah. Transy. It's a little, little different. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, okay. but that's the only thing from Instagram this week. Okay, cool. All right, well, uh, then that is going to wrap it up for another episode of Shaking and Crying. I think we're just about up on an hour, so I um, I know it was a little late this week, but uh, hey, we, we do these shows as often as we can, we promise. Hopefully it's a little yeah. a little gift under your uh, Easter basket leftover tree to look forward to. Heck yeah, it's going to get you through the weekend Woo-hoo. until we do this again next week. All right, sounds good. So we will see you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>